some crazy chick decided to lick an airplane toilet seat and call it the coronavirus challenge. I don't need to explain how insensitive that is. We will be talking about that and more on this segment of Rogue Radio. Hello all, it has been a while. I apologize. It has been a trying week, what with the uh, coronavirus outbreak and everything um, in my city. Um, I think there's only been one case, one or two, I can't remember. I mean, the numbers rise each day of uh, what cases there are in my county and in my state. Uh, In the state of Ohio right now, there's about 88 cases of the coronavirus COVID-19. And uh, it's, uh, everybody's in panic and everybody is in a frenzy buying toilet paper, buying hand sanitizer, as much water and food as they can. And uh, I mean, part of me can't blame them, but part of me can just because I don't believe in panic. I don't believe in believing in everything that you see on the television and in the press. I'm not saying that coronavirus isn't real um, for the people who have this. um, I'm not going to say that you don't. I'm not going to say that, you know, you know, all of this. I'm not going to say that it isn't real because I've, I don't, I don't know per se. But, um, the mayor of Ohio has declared a state of emergency, uh, emergency in my state for tomorrow. So no one can leave their home unless it's an emergency. And, uh, for all these years in my, in the back of my head, I've always kind of like, and I don't know if everybody has this instinct. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's a fear. I don't believe it's a fear just because I don't feel fear, but you know, maybe it's because I have an army stepdad and he's kind of rubbed off on me, but always in the back of my head, I've always like kind of not expected it, but like, what should I do if this happens? So when I started hearing that people are rioting in stores, fighting over toilet paper and hand sanitizer and that, you know, the whole world is going to be under martial law, I packed up everything that I thought I needed, like medicine, water, everything. I put it all in a bag, like a book bag, and um, if we ever really needed it, me and my husband, you know, I'd grab that and we'd go. But... To me, I feel like that's also partly the spirit of fear because children of God aren't supposed to be fearful like that. But um, I know I kind of got off track. I'm going to I'm gonna get back to that at some point in this podcast, but I wanted to talk about the first statement that I made today about Ava Louise. She's from New Jersey. She licked a toilet seat on the plane calling it the coronavirus challenge. Now, I actually uh, heard of this 
new segment from Repzilla, who is a really great um, YouTuber, by the way. He does a lot of news stuff like this, and uh, he does really well. So um, a lot of the information that I'm going to give you comes from him, so I just want to give him credit. So Ava Louise decided to make a TikTok saying, or not even saying anything, she was just... She knelt down in front of a toilet seat and started licking the toilet seat. And a lot of people think that I don't understand this. See, I am a I am a millennial. I am not an XYZ generation person. I don't know what's going on in people's heads nowadays. It's like the 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 greed for fame. It's not love, it's not the passion, it's greed for fame is so bad nowadays that you'd make a joke out of people dying from this sickness. Like, oh, it's a joke, it's not real, it's not a real challenge and all this stuff. It doesn't matter what Ava Louise has decided to believe it is. She has put herself out there for a clout good for you, you're famous for what, five seconds? And the rest of the time everybody's hating on you. I honestly don't think that it is very worth it. And as far as I know, as far as like the whole um, clout goes, apparently she just wanted to be famous just to have her own reality show and get a record deal. And this whole time, like, she's made, like, this YouTube video or whatever video. I don't know. I don't watch her. I don't know who she is. I don't like her. It's... I don't like what's going on with her. She needs to grow up. But basically, she made a video saying that she wishes boomers would die from this virus because she believes that... The boomer generation has decided to um, mess with her generation and traumatize it. I mean, she's kind of made it political and she's made it almost like a social experiment and she's laughing about it and she's not sorry for it. But <laughs> all the while there's younger kids on TikTok that will take this seriously and be like, oh, I can be famous too, let me lick a toilet seat. She's responsible for all those kids getting sick. And she's not sorry. Evil. Evil person. Hands down. Disgusting, evil person. She's probably really mad that she can't have spring break because of COVID-19 outbreak. She, she can't do anything about it. She can't go to the beach. She can't do any of that. She's a clout chaser. I don't like people who kind of disregard their own humanity and think that they're higher than everybody saying, oh, it's for poor people and all this stuff. I get it. She's a troll. She's a joke. She is a joke. Uh, and everything like that. She wants to be famous. She stooped pretty low for it. And everybody's hating her for it. And, um, I don't have any 
I don't have any sympathy for anybody who speaks hate and death upon people, even if it is a joke. I don't like that. We, For those of you um, who listen to me regularly, I always believe in speaking life, speaking health, speaking positive things over people. And, you know, nowadays, apparently, that don't get views. Positive vibes don't get views. Negative vibes do. Because if you can pick a fight, you can be famous. And that is disgusting. That is awful and very dirty. But, um, some things that I wanted to talk about besides her, um, is... Let's see. I have it all written down like I usually do. Just so I can have a consistent way of talking. But for some reason, I failed at this again. But I'm going to keep going. So, facts about the coronavirus as far as um, the video that I've taken this information from. There's about almost 9,000 people dead from the coronavirus. 218,620, or hang on, 218,629 cases so far, and then 84,383 people have recovered from this. So, for those of you who don't really understand the coronavirus, I don't understand the coronavirus, but from what I understand, as far as I know from the news and everything, it is a virus that attacks your uh, immune system. It attacks your upper respiratory system, and for people who have like breathing problems, it's hard for people to recover from that and everything like that. So um, there's two types of people who can have this. There can be one that is a carrier who can be completely fine, but still have virus in them or the bacteria on them or what have you. But um, since it's a pathogenic virus, meaning it passes from person to person, that person is a carrier, meaning that they can infect anybody around them who could have a weaker immune system like younger children, older people, elderly people. But now it's attacking a lot of other people um, from all ages and uh, I can understand why the whole world is getting pretty scared. Um, but anyway, as far as like everything that we need to do to help prevent us from getting it, like I said, even the doctors are still trying to figure out how to understand this and so they can get a vaccine going and everything, but, uh, excuse me. Social distancing has been a big thing that I've been hearing for the past two days. Um, you know, keeping to yourself, staying home, making sure the house is clean, cleaning everything, making sure you wash your hands, sanitize, you know, everything like that. Um, staying hydrated. You don't want to, yeah, I'll get into that. Some Sometimes the symptoms, I guess, as far as the coronavirus, if you have it, you can't stay too hydrated because that will just add to the fluid in the lungs. I watched a YouTube video before I watched, before I started this, so I could um, actually get my facts right, but that's 
part of it, if you have it, they won't keep you too hydrated, uh, just kind of keep you hydrated as needed. Um, but yeah, wash your hands, don't touch your face, don't touch anyone, wear a mask. Me and my husband decide, decided since, you know, we have, um, kind of taken this seriously, I've decided to make us masks and, because uh, we've been going through it, like, back and forth, like, with the disposable ones. Now I've made washable ones for us to wear so we can just pick up and go to wherever we need to go. We have hand sanitizer on us all the time. You know, you can never be too careful with stuff like this. Uh, so, since I've kind of actually blown through the facts and the symptoms a little bit, and the precautions, I kind of want to talk about the conspiracies and other things that other people have been talking about. Um, do I necessarily believe some of these? Probably. Do I believe that there is a deeper meaning to what has been given to us on the TV and in the news and from other people? Hell yes, I do. Um, but I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories. Like, if it makes sense to me, I'll believe it. But the first one, uh, I used to watch a show on True TV a long time ago. I wish he still had this show. It was called Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. And Jesse Ventura, he was a former governor of California, so he kind of was on the inside of it, of like the government and stuff like that. So he um, ended up kind of talking about like conspiracies like Area 51 and Plum Island and uh, manimals. I'm not, I don't believe that. I don't. I don't know what that is. Um, but the one that kind of caught my eye, or the one that I remember that kind of stands out right now is called uh, Plum Island. And I think you can watch it on YouTube. Um, I'll have everything you need uh, in the description of this podcast. So, um, But it's called Plum Island, and I guess it's off the coast of Massachusetts. I don't know if it's still there or if it's still standing, but it is a disease research facility where apparently it has been rumored that they have all the known diseases of the world and they research it there. So people have seen washed up strange creatures on the beach saying that they're experiments from Plum Island because it, you know, the current kind of leads there. I don't know. Um, but the whole conspiracy is that Plum Island is responsible for researching every known disease to man. And I heard someone in my family say that it started in America, like in, when it started in America, it started on the coast of Massachusetts and when I heard that I'm like look up Plum Island that is that is uncanny that is real strange because I was talking about my about this to my husband like the other day and this is just it's coming together you know I don't know I could be wrong but you know Plum Island is a uh, research facility and they could have had COVID-19 
on ice being researched. And because, um, this might have been from a different episode as well, I'm not sure, but it also could have been the same episode. I watched a lot of episodes from this show. I love it. I wish I had it on DVD. <laughs> I, it was a good show. It was a great show. Jesse Ventura did a really good job. But, um, there was a moment in one of the episodes as well where Jeff- Jesse Ventura has found, like, these huge, like, big black bins. And, um, the person that he was affiliated with that was kind of giving him this information. Those bins were for bodies. And this was about like an eight foot deep bin, like a coffin almost. And I want to say maybe five feet wide. I don't know how long it was. It was, it was a pretty big, like, dis- like, um, big black bin. I don't know how to, I, I don't know how else to like explain it, but it looked like a huge coffin, a really deep coffin, and they said that it could fit eight to ten bodies in this coffin. And he said, these are for uh, when a pandemic happens. And look where we are at right now. I live in Toledo, where um, the hospital uh, that we regularly go to has a military National Guard facility just behind it. And it kind of struck me weird. Like, that's really strange. Why would you have National Guard and army trucks parked right behind a hospital? is really strange. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, another uh, conspiracy theory is, of course, it's not real, the COVID-19 isn't real, that it's just uh, something for the media to um, cook up and have people in a frenzy because we've had uh, H1N1, we'd have, we've had the common cold, we've had the flu, we've had SARS, we've had, you know, all these other viruses way back when through, throughout the years. And uh, they, people who are naive, okay, they will say, oh, well, it's not real because it hasn't affected me. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not real. Like I said, I'm not going to say that COVID-19 isn't real. I'm pretty sure that it is. But do I believe that it is... <laughs> do I believe that it is as bad as the press is making it out to be? No. Because it has been proven that people die... More people die from the flu than COVID-19. More people die from the flu than this virus. So, I do believe that the press and the news and the media has really made it up to be bigger than it is. I'm not saying that it isn't 
something that you need to be prepared for. Like I said, um, not saying that it's not real. I am saying that if it is real, be prepared. Just be prepared. Don't be afraid. Don't panic. You know, panic is an irrational thing for anybody to do. And another thing, I don't know why people are buying up toilet paper. I mean, out of all the things you could be grabbing, you grab toilet paper. I want to know who told people to go out and buy tons of toilet paper. Today, I seen somebody, I seen a, oh my goodness, his name is Ozzy Man Reacts or Ozzy Man Narrates or something like that. Uh, he's a YouTuber. And, uh, he, he was, like, narrating a, you know, making a joke out of, like, women. A bunch of women, like, fighting over a bunch of rolls of toilet paper. Because this woman had, like, a ton of it in her cart. And people were crowding around her cart saying, I only want one pack. And she's like, no, no, you can't have any packs. I'm like, the greed that comes with this panic and this fear is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The one thing that you really need to be spending money on is food and water, for one. Get the medicine to treat yourself for whatever uh, cause, like whatever uh, problems you have, like any health risk or any health problems that you have. Um, keep your house clean. Keep yourself clean. Don't touch your face. All of that stuff. Wear a mask if you really absolutely have to be out. Wear gloves as well if you need to touch anything like open doors. Use your sleeve. But don't fight people over toilet paper. Jeez. Look, I have been poor at one point where I couldn't even afford toilet paper, okay? All you gotta do is wash yourself. But people don't want to do that because they are so spoiled. This society has been so spoiled to the point where, oh, I need this and nobody else can have it because people are being selfish along with this panic. And, I mean, I can understand, like, if you need to stock up on something, then get a couple packs of toilet paper. That's fine. Getting the whole shelf too much, okay? Another conspiracy theory would be that it is a distraction for the falling economy that might happen after this, just because there's been a lot of um, businesses closing, there's been a lot of people out of work, uh, just recently, I've just, uh, got a call from my boss saying that I get paid leave, which is great, um, but some people aren't as lucky and aren't as, you know, able to leave work or even get back into work depending on what business you work for, but, um, so there's another thing. Um, I do know that the president has been really trying to make sure that that does not happen. Uh, I know I've heard on the news that he wants to give each person in America a thousand dollars. I, I, 
I wouldn't say that it's impossible because I know he's a billionaire and I understand he's got a lot of money, but uh, we'll see. I'm not. I don't. It's not like I don't trust Trump. I I love what he's doing for the country. I love what he's doing. He's great. We should elect him again. Trump 2020. Don't care. You can be mad at me all you want. But uh, so. Tying to, like, the prophetic sort of thing, um, I've heard a lot of, you know, prophets and people uh, in different ministries kind of talking about uh, what's been going on and why it's happening. One person had uh, had a word from God saying that it is punishment for the sin of shedding innocent blood, meaning abortions. Um, there's been a lot of abortions, like 50 million abortions in America, or, yeah, in America, and I think that is just tragic and wrong, and it does say in the Bible that, um, for those of you who mistreat little ones or children, you might as well, uh, tie a millstone around your neck and be thrown at the bottom of the sea. Meaning, treat kids with love and respect. Um, kids have it rough that are alive. Taking away a life, it's murder. Abortion is murder, hands down. Um, and I'm not going to go into like the whole uh, issue that I've had with abortion and whether I believe that it's right or wrong. I believe that it's wrong. I do. And as... And until God says that there is some sort of exception, I will say that it is wrong. But I don't believe God would ever make an exception. But I'm not going to say too much about that just because I need to pray about that more. But uh, another one, a lot of people have been saying that it is a, it is kind of like Passover where you need to plead the blood of Jesus over yourself and your household in order for this uh, spirit of infirmity, illness, and death um, to not affect you. Um, I believe that there, for every negative thing, there's a spirit behind it. Um, there's a spirit of depression. There's a spirit of illness. There's a spirit of death. There's a spirit of um, sadness. There's a spirit of infirmity. There is a spirit of poverty. There's a spirit of being a vagabond, meaning going place to place and not having a place to call home. And, um, they're all evil spirits. And, uh, so I believe, me and my husband believe that to, with everything that is negative, there's a spirit behind it that is pulling the strings. So, um, and it kind of ties into Passover, if you ever watched this, the, uh, Prince of Egypt, the cartoon movie, um, it kind of uh, talks about like the ten plagues of Egypt and the last one was the Passover, meaning um, the spirit of death would take the firstborn child of every family that did not have the blood of the lamb over their door. Meaning, if you plead the blood over your house, God is in your house. God will protect his own. And uh, a lot of people are referencing this story in the Bible uh, and uh, this piece of history in the Bible. I don't like calling uh, things in the Bible that I learned stories because I do believe that it happened. Uh, so when I say stories, it kind of makes it 
feel like it's fake to me, but right now we'll call it a story just because I don't know any other word. But a lot of people have been referencing that story in the Bible, saying that it may be repeating itself, and I totally agree. Because um, for those of you who have watched the movie or even read the story in the Bible, um, there has been, like, even before the spirit of death came into Egypt, every firstborn Hebrew son was ordered by Pharaoh to be eaten by crocodiles. So, the wages of sin is death, that's also a thing. So, you know, sinning is not good. I know all of us sin every day, but making it a habit and knowing that you're doing it is also a bad thing. And that's something that you really need to be careful for, or careful about. I'm not saying like, once you sin, you die. I'm saying if it's a habit, you're risking your life. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, and it'll cost you far more than you want to pay, basically. And, um, so yeah, uh, it has been predicted this year, uh, I don't know whether this was a prophet or something else. It, I did see this on Facebook, and I, um, kind of thought it was interesting, but someone like, took a screenshot on Facebook of, like, this book that uh, had a prediction about the coronavirus. But it said, predicted this year that there would be a virus or a sickness that would leave as soon as it arrives and then come back ten years later. That's something for you guys to look out for. Um, do I believe this? I believe that it could be very well true. Honestly, nowadays, in this day and age, I will, if it seems right to me to believe, I'll believe it. When it comes to predictions, and not predictions, because predictions kind of make me feel like I'm talking about psychics. No, I'm talking about prophets. Um, so, yeah. Um, I've heard, a, like, a prophet on... Facebook say that, um, let's see, that, that, um, hang on, I got a text. <laughs> um, I'll answer it in a minute because I'm almost done. But, um, this certain prophet or this uh, woman who preached this said that God would turn this outbreak into an outpouring because there's going to be a lot of people that are be, will be coming to God from this. And um, and that this pandemic is illegal, meaning that, like I said, like, okay, I know I haven't talked about this in a podcast before, but I also believe that, that since there is a kingdom of heaven, I believe that there is a kingdom of hell. And what we call that is the principalities. So I believe that what she's talking about is that the principalities decided to do something like this in order to scare people, in order to cause death. And Jesus or God is saying, no, no, this is illegal. This is not from me. And he is going to fix it. And 
like I said, some of these prophecies may not line up, and that's fine. Um, there are, I'm not going to say that any of these prophets that have predicted this, I'm not saying either any one of them are fake. I will say that there are fake prophets out there. You just have to use your discernment. So I close with this. Do not be afraid of what's happening. Fear comes from something that we don't understand. Something that we don't know. Fear is the fear of the unknown. And it is very irrational to fear over something that we don't understand. It is very irrational to fear, period. Being prepared. Yes, absolutely be prepared. Be prepared. Feel, if you feel the need to stay put, if you feel the need to do anything to preserve your health and preserve your immune system and everything like that, do it by all means. But I, I ask you and I ask everyone just to stay calm. To everything, there is a season and every season will pass. Every season will pass. Things will come and go. This virus will have an end. There will be a um, time where we won't have to deal with this anymore. Because things like this, they come and go. The best thing that we can do is be prepared as much as we can. There's no point in panicking or being afraid or having an anxiety attack over not having any toilet paper. I just want to make sure that my listeners know that everything's going to be okay. That it may seem like the end of the world right now. Trust me, it kind of looks like it. I'm not saying that it isn't. Who knows what's going to happen. But I will say that fear is going to make it worse. So, um, for all of my listeners, I feel like I need to close in prayer. So, I'm just going to do that right now. Dear God, I just ask you, for everybody that is listening, I pray that you bless them with peace and a good rest tonight. Whatever they're going through, God, you know their soul, you know their spirit, you know their mind, God. And I just pray that you blanket them with peace. Let them be at peace. Let them be calm. I pray that that panic and that fear, I renounce you now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over anybody that is listening right now. I ask you, God, for everybody... Not even, just not even the people who are listening. I mean, I'm asking God for people who are and aren't. I pray, God, that this virus, this illness will pass quickly. And for those who have it, will recover quickly, Jesus. I ask you for healing over the people who are listening tonight. 
I pray, Jesus, that you just give them a good night's sleep, that they don't have to lose any sleep over this, Jesus. And for them, for those who are out of job and and out of work right now, Jesus, I ask that you give them some sort of financial security, Jesus, whether that's someone giving them a, a few dollars in the street or something like that, God. I just ask, God, that your blessing is upon them, your provision is upon them, your favor. And I ask this in your mighty name. Amen. Alright, guys. Have a good night. Speak life. Be a Jehu. Peace.